Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Grow Dot Work hashtag LFG fam, where success is in the details. Today we got our special guest, David Saddlebrook Windsor. What's going on, my man? Go ahead and introduce yourself, David. What's up, man? I'm uh, David Windsor. I'm the uh, owner operator of Drop Gears Motorsports. One of the founders of No Love for Atlanta. But in my day job, I'm a engineer slash um, technical advisor for a company called True Tracking LLC, based out of uh, Orlando. Not Orlando. I'm sorry, Jacksonville, Florida. But you know, been all over the place. I'm constantly traveling, constantly on the road, and it's been a long time coming trying to get a hold of Justin whenever I get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is tough to. Well, first, it's glad to have you here, man. Very, very thankful for you to. Uh, take the time, pull over on the side of the road and record this podcast with us. Super excited. Um, so you said you're owner and operator of Drop Gears Motorsports. Can you go ahead and elaborate on that and you know tell us your story on that one? Yeah, so uh, Drop Gears started in 2006 as Drop Gears Racing. It was basically myself, uh, somebody you've interviewed before, Brad, G from Bubba, Coron, and then a couple of other buddies that kind of put it together it was mostly a car club, a bunch of miscreants acting up, doing stupid stuff, you know. As we got older and more mature, I want to say around 2010, we changed the name to Drop Gears Motorsports. And we were like, hey, we can be more than a car club. And then Brad and I took it from there. And usually, most of the time, it's just me running it. Uh, we started doing car meets and car shows and being behind the scenes of a lot of stuff and being vendors everywhere that we, uh, we could get to. And then No Love came around. And we started putting things together through No Love too. So, you know, we've been all over the place, specialized mostly in uh, aftermarket lighting, whether you want HID, LED, retrofitting, light bars, off-road, all that stuff. Also do, uh, we sell a lot of uh, coilover suspension here and there and aftermarket steering wheels and a few other knickknacks. That's really cool. That's really cool. I didn't realize that you guys did actual retrofitting of headlights. It's such a rare service to continue to find these days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a rare service. I mean, I got into it because of the retrofit source. Yeah. And uh, some of their yeah. former employees. Actually, that's the first time I met you. You, I was working at TRS. Yep. And you came to yep. do Nate Bricks M3 when you first got it. Yeah. That's, so that's, how I, that's how I got into it. And uh, I built up quite a, quite, quite a client list. And I've done some pretty award-winning uh, headlights for some cars, you know. Uh, one of my favorite builds, period, is sitting on my friend Stephen Stern's G35. Okay. So, what was uh, what was so intricate about the detail of that? Uh, it's just the way we put everything together in that car. I mean, we use a particular, two particular projectors that people said were too heavy to be able to use uh, for, um, I guess, dual projectors for headlight. Uh, there was a particular shroud people said wouldn't fit. And me being me, you tell me something doesn't work, I'm going to make it work. <laughs> so it actually has like, uh, I replaced the lenses and his turn signals with some G3, GTR lenses from uh, the GTR 35. Made it all real nice and clean, you know, use like four or five different colors of black. So that way you can see each detail while the headlight still remains blacked out, you know. That's awesome. Just a bunch of little things. Yeah, yeah you have to send me a picture of that so we can post it. Definitely want to see that. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So you've known Brad for for how long with Jeep and Bubba from uh, Black Bear Off Road? Probably since we were like seven, eight years old. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Came close buddies around high school, and then after that, we've been like brothers ever since. So, yeah, that that's really cool, man. Because it's really hard to. I feel like I say this in ep- every episode. It's really hard to find a friendship that's authentic, and that can make it through all those ups and downs in life, and not move away either. Which I think you. Uh, I think when we were talking, you said you moved. I think to Texas and came back. Yeah, I was. I moved back home to Texas at one point. Came back. He lived in Michigan at one point, which is funny. He moved back to Georgia while I was in Texas and actually flew up to help him move back. And then like six months, a year later, I moved back. So that's crazy. Can't can't be separated. Uh, that's how it comes out sometimes, you know, but yeah, <laughs> it happens. No, I think I think it's great, man. And so with Black Bear, do you have any affiliation with that other than your you know your unwavering support? Uh whenever he needs like if he needs certain electrical work done. Cause that's my specialty. You know, if I'm in town, I'll come help him do it. Uh, oftentimes I'm just out there hanging out with him, him and the boys and see what they're up to, you know, or I'm on a I'm part of the off-road trail team. So that's really other awesome. than that. Oh, and, uh, anything that deals with lighting. Cause we yeah. share like all our lighting accounts and all that stuff. That's really cool. No, that that's cool. And it's cool to embrace, uh, just that relationship for so long and being able to, continue to work together and kind of separate doing your own thing at the same time. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. When Excuse me. Uh, go ahead. I don't know if you hear this blower next to me. This guy's just, <laughs> he's blowing out a parking lot and just focusing on my truck. <laughs> a, little, a little bit. Yeah, I can hear it. That's the, that's our, that's our detailers, uh, arch nemesis, man, is the, the landscaper. Yep. Hey, it's finally moving on. Thank right. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No worries. And that's the whole thing about this podcast. Like, it's not always going to be perfect. It's, it's very appreciative that you pulled over on the side of the road so we could record this episode. Oh, yeah, no problem. I figured I might as well pull over instead of uh, trying to keep passing through the Georgia and Tennessee mountains, losing reception here and there. So. Yeah, that's, that's not fun. Plus, you get a little break. Um, and I know you're you're affiliated with S3, correct? Like, you worked with them directly? Yeah. Okay, so what do you do with them? I'm uh, one of the contributors. Every now and then, there's photos. And most of the time, I write articles. Uh, been affiliated with S3 since the beginning, really. I remember when they first came out, you know, high school, middle school, high school, checking out the magazine because you're like, man, this is local. This is, yeah. this is pretty cool. I'm more interested in the local stuff than, international, than uh, national, I should say. And then uh, I want to say it was probably 08 when I, when I got a little bit more into S3. Mm-hmm. You know, subscribing, paying for all subscriptions, all that stuff. And then around 2011, we started planning the first No Love show. Okay. And uh, another guy, Jay from Stick and Rap. Yeah, Jay. He got uh, me affiliated. Yeah, he got me affiliated with Wooly. And within a year, I became a vendor for S3. Okay. And I was selling so much S3 stuff that, like, people thought I was like S3 <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I don't own S3. You know, I'd, I'd go everywhere. Like if they weren't at a show, then I'd go yeah. and sell the stuff, you know? And, uh, over time built a really good friendship with Wooly. Um, and then last year he, uh, he came to me and said, Hey man, I know you know how to write. And I'm trying to build the Avengers of the journalist world. He said, I want you. I want Brad. I got Mike and I got a few other people said let's let's make something happen and then it just started writing from there 
I think that's awesome. That's that's super cool. And yeah, I think I told you I met Wooly for the first time in person at Brad's uh, Black Bear Off Roads uh, event last was it last month, two months ago, sometime recently. Yeah. And just good vibes, like such a good dude. You guys put out great content. It's hundred percent. Yeah. And of course, we, go to the we Apple appreciate Store. it, bro. Yeah, go to the Apple Store, go to Google Play, and download S3 app today. Right. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's awesome. So Drop Gears, uh, how long have you been doing that? What do you enjoy most out of it? How much time do you actually give it? Is it a focus of like, you know, you have your, you know, quote unquote real job, as we like to say, and then you have Drop Gears. Is that something you want to shift to completely or what, what, what's your goals with that? Uh, So been doing Drop Gears as a business since 2011, legally since 2013 you know uh gotta go through all those formalities most of them at first i was solely focused on it especially when i went back to texas uh-huh. uh because the market in texas is especially the dallas area where i was was a lot better than the atlanta area honestly really um because in, yeah the problem with georgia everybody wants everything done but they want it cheap right and they want it really cheap Texas, I would just name a price and they're like, okay, that's it. No arguments, nothing. But then it also opened me up to a bigger market because you had a lot of folks. I would get headlights randomly sent to my house. I didn't even know they were coming from like Colorado, <laughs> Cali, Nevada. And then I would get like an order list in my email and they want the they want the invoice sent so they could pay for it. Wow. And I would just build them that way and ship them back. That's crazy. You know, that didn't happen here. So when I came back, I mostly maintained it for brand recognition mm-hmm. and also it helps us with vendors because we didn't realize how many vendors had heard of drop gears over the years. So when we're out in like different shows across the country, we're like, yeah, we got Blackberry and then we drop drop gears. And sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I heard of that. Like, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So it's helped us get signed up with like a, a lot of vendors around the country. That's really cool. And it's cool, like you said, when you started from a car club perspective and kind of grew it into a business. And I think, you know, you've seen some people do that, but nobody could really execute it well enough to create something, you know, longevity-wise. Yeah. Yeah, I've been working to maintain it. Um, I do want to get back into it full-time. Yeah. But I'd like to keep it as an online site. Because one of the other things I would like to do is I want to have it to where it's producing a decent amount of revenue for, for sure. myself. And one of our, uh, we have another friend involved in it, uh, a guy named Paul Miller. Um, but I want to be able to use it to help grow other friends' businesses at the same time. Kind of like stay affiliated with all of them and help everybody grow, basically. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. You just sell everybody stuff and everybody makes their money. Yep. That's awesome. We might have to work something out. All right, I'm all for it. <laughs> um, so what would your day-to-day be on Drop Gears? Like, again, do you do you plan on keeping the full-time job for as long as you can, just riding that wave? Yeah, uh, I, lo- I love Actually, I love what I do. I work in um, telematics. It's vehicle safety. Mm-hmm. It's a field I didn't know existed until uh, probably four and a half, five years ago. Yeah. I don't know why I never thought of it as a field. Um, But part of the reason why I like it is because it helps keep people from ending up the way I did in 2014. I got hit by a semi-truck from a 
Penske that was owned by Costco and pushed into another truck. It was years of uh, therapy, back oh, surgeries, all kinds of man. stuff. So that field allows me to help install, do R&D on, and work with major companies to produce products yeah. that we put into the fleet vehicles to help prevent accidents. That's really cool. That's awesome. And how long have you been doing that? So that's what I've been, uh, I've been with True Tracking now for about three and a half years. Okay. That's awesome. So I've been doing that. And um, as far as drop gears day to day, my day to day with drop gears really is check emails every morning. Um, a lot of times I'm replying to people who are asking questions about, will this fit my car? Will that fit my car? Do you carry this? Do you carry that? You know, sometimes you make pretty good sales in, in a week and sometimes you don't do anything. But, you know, if you give up, you're never going to grow. You're never going to expand. And right now I haven't really done advertising in a long time because I actually like word of mouth business better. Right. Because nine times out of 10, the word of mouth business is going to be somebody who uh, is going to, who the people they will refer to you or people they would work with themselves. Yes. They're not going to send you anybody off the street. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I believe if you can afford it, word of mouth, organic growth is definitely the better route, in my opinion, to go versus, yeah, paid market, yeah. things like that. And again, yeah, that's what I learned from my dad. Yeah. How so? Yeah, my dad's uh he's on the t-shirt print business. Okay. And my dad in 30 something years never advertised. That's awesome. Ever. And he had clients ranging from a lot of the local schools in the cab in Gwinnett County. He had car clubs, he had uh businesses all over the country. He somehow found his way with a major coffee supplier that's based in Jamaica that would just order stuff from him in bulk. You know, it's it was pretty awesome. That is awesome. That is. Yeah, that. A, Go ahead. I was saying he had a, unfortunately he had to retire uh, during the pandemic due to health reasons mm. unrelated to COVID. He had something else going on, but uh, I do miss the business because it was hard for me to find shirts to get printed when I need them done. They're <laughs> <laughs> expensive, man. Dude. Hey, it's it's like not a lot per, per shirt, but it's just like, oh, bulk. I got to order 50 of them to get them at $9 a piece. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Or 50 or you ask them for a, a good print and they send you something that's peeling off. You're like, I just got this. Like, how's it peeling already? <laughs> Wash it once a month. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Did he, uh, did he end up selling the business or closing it or what? Uh, he closed it for now. Uh, what's funny is some of his clients love them so much. They came and like, would just whatever he had for sale, they buy it from him. Really? If you had their screens, really? if you had like extra t-shirts and oftentimes like, oh, you can have it. They're like, no, no, no. I got to pay you some money. I, I got to give you something, you know, and they loved him. And one in particular now wants to buy his remaining equipment mm. and his client list because she wants to start a print business on the side of her own. So Why don't see if that works out. Me and you should do that is what we should do, David. <laughs> Man, I ain't got the time for it. <laughs> I, I was just about to say, cause we have such a free calendar. <laughs> you gotta dedicate some time to that one man <laughs> yeah no for sure it's it's yeah it's one of those businesses but like my lady that we use uh silver no silver line specialties i believe in marietta yeah i mean it's one of those things yeah. like it's all you're doing is middlemanning for or all she does this one person that i work with she just middlemans right and she does it well and it's like no friction i'm like hey this is what i need she emails me back and it's done Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why uh, he one of his clients said that she was essentially a middleman for a couple schools. Okay. And she would make like an extra fifteen to thirty thousand a year just doing that. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. it's all volume. Oh man, so what are you? What are your plans for twenty twenty four with drop gears? Any any kind of growth? Any kind of yeah? So currently, right now, I have the website set to where if you go there, you get a uh, a page that says work working in the background. We'll be mm-hmm. back shortly. I'm currently revamping the entire site again because I need to uh, be able to upload more of the products I want to focus on selling. Okay. Because now what's more popular okay. is uh, the full headlight housings that are completely LED. Yeah. People love them. Uh, retrofitting is still pretty popular. Plug and play bulbs. Yeah, if it's like your interior stuff, I might carry it. As far as like plug and play and putting your headlight, I want to carry it, but the problem is there are too many people who don't care to readjust their headlights or mm-hmm. they want something crazy that I'm not going to carry. Like, you want, I want purple. I'm not carrying purple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I try to stay as close to the legal limits as possible. Absolutely. You know, technically Absolutely. retrofitting and some of that stuff not legal, but the headlights are all DLT approved, the actual housings. Okay. So I'm trying to push them, the taillights. Um, the older I get, the more I get into the off-road sector. Yeah. Weird, right? As like, you've yeah. already seen my truck. Yeah. You want to see my truck. I've got the Durango, you know, I've got another vehicle that's set for off-road. I still have two little imports, but I like the off-road sector more because nine times out of 10, they just, they want to spend the money and they tend to be far more chill. Yeah. They're like, Hey, I need this. What do you suggest? I can give them a suggestion. And they're like, all right, let's do it. You know, very little argument because they understand that I've studied this for a long time. Mm-hmm. This is my field of expertise, and they don't see a point in fighting me over it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, so I want to get all of that up on the news on the the site, and then I plan to leverage AI to help make make sure the prices are always staying in the correct range with all the competition Ooh. and what the uh, main vendors say we have to do. Matt Price, yeah, yeah. That way, I'm not worried about getting on every single day scouring every website and email trying to make sure that my prices are staying in within the map map pricing uh zone yeah it's it's a lot once you start realizing how many items you carry and everything and i'm over here looking at my inventory as i'm talking about this you realize how time consuming it can be oh good did at one point when i had i want to say five or six years ago at one point i had nine thousand items on the site oh my gosh yeah, dude, I had like you could click on it, you could click your car, it will show you headlights that fit, coilover suspension, control arms if I had them, was all of that. Just that's awesome. And I was like, this is a one man operation. Now I ain't got time for this. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. now with new tools like AI and my buddy, uh, my buddy Paul, he owns a marketing firm. He has interns, so he's playing to leverage AI and interns and. Never know. They might charge us where I come up with a viable uh, platform to where I can hire people who just literally work from home and help talk to customers and sell things. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great business model for sure. So as far as starting an online store, what are some things that you feel like you've learned that you would change or tell somebody that's about to start an online store what to what to think about? I would say the first thing you need to think about is a platform you're going to use. Uh, all platforms are not created equal. So no. far, I found that Shopify and um, Squarespace, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. tend to be really, really good. Uh, you need to look at how you plan to market your items okay. and the way you plan to build your item listings because some platforms have you limited. Like, for example, I tried, uh, I don't know why I tried this. At one point, I did a big cartel store <laughs> just for a few little different items, but I put it under a different name okay. that I was playing with. The problem is some of the items I was carrying had more options than big cartel, cartel will let me post. Mm. Versus you go to Shopify, you mm. go to uh, Squarespace, I can list the variations. Yes. Then you need to see how much yes. time per week can you dedicate and determine can you operate all the products that you want on the site or should you just focus on certain niche products that way you know everything about their product any questions that pop up anything you can handle it versus trying to scramble and come up with answers to things you probably don't know anything about yet right you know um two you need to make sure that if you're building a store make sure it's in a field that you actually understand have expertise in i have run across a lot of lighting companies where you could tell the person who owns this doesn't know anything about lighting yeah at all same thing with other products you can i can tell the person that owns it doesn't know what's going on they're just wanted to store and they're running it yeah um yeah. you got to make sure sh- uh oh one of the things that i've had to battle i don't know if many other people had when you uh get your company name and put it online you might run into a few uh chinese duplicates oh really I got a email one day and I, I ignored the first one, didn't ignore the second one about a lawsuit from dropgears.com.cn oh. saying that I owned, I was trying to steal their name. And I was like, what? So I sent documentation showing that we've been around legally since 2013. And then the lawyer looked at it and I didn't hear anything else since. And when I went to go look at it again, it was gone. <laughs> oh my gosh. So stuff. And it was almost an exact copy of my current of my old website too, which is funny. That's crazy. So there's That's a crazy. yeah, it's, there's a lot that you have to be aware of when you run an online store, and you have to understand uh, brand recognition. Mm-hmm. So if you can come up with a name that you can build a brand around, focus on it. That's one of the things we did when we used to run car meets and car shows. It would say, you know, Drop Gears Wednesdays, Drop Gears Thursdays. Right. Our logo would always right. be everywhere. And yeah. anytime we change the logo, we yeah. blast that logo. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's the. I got a logo <laughs> up here in the truck. See, that's awesome. Omnipresence, right? It's all about being everywhere. Yeah, I think it's great, and I think you bring just up- like how you have your logo on your Tumblr. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. Like every time I buy something, I slap the logo on it. It's got yeah. a Black Bear logo or a Drop Gears logo yeah. on it. Yep. I gotta get more. Uh, I gotta get more cups because like I'm all like stickered up i don't have any room anymore <laughs> oh yeah i got one down here on the floor it's got black bear and drop gears logos all over it <laughs> i need to get one of those pink stanley cups <laughs> <laughs> no i think i, think I get you right? get you a white stanley cup put yeah, a pink right? logo on it <laughs> there you go there you go so as far as inventory how much do you feel like you actually house like physically or is it mostly drop ship it's mostly drop ship at one point i did house inventory but i would only house what was popular at the time so there's a time period where 
I knew that when I was selling plug and play HIDs, I was going to sell a particular kit within a particular price range, mostly the Nissans and Chevrolets. Okay. I knew it. So I have like H11 kits, 9,005, 9,006, literally stacked in my house or my apartment where I was living at the time. Yeah. Everything else I would drop ship. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then when people move to a different model of car or as we, you know, we got older some guys bought uh, what one of my friends called more mature cars, you know, luxury cars that came with like certain OEM uh, HIDs. Mm -hmm. I would stack the popular OEM HID bulb sizes, which is like D1S and D2S. And usually, you know, if a German car popped up, I already knew what it was, D1S. Somebody else popped up, usually it's D2. If it wasn't one of those, it was something a little oddballish, is what I would call it, like D2R or D3, I would drop ship it. Yeah. But now, yeah. I drop ship everything now. It just makes it a lot easier, especially since I am mostly on the road. Right. The only things that aren't drop ship is right. I stock my own shirts. Okay. Whenever uh, I still have a decent okay. supply of those, I stock um, certain specialty items like um, what was that thing? Certain steering wheels I will uh, I'll try to keep around, and if I can't have them, you know, since my my sole steering wheel supplier is Avenue Performance, mm -hmm. they're based in Buford. If I'm in the area, I'll just go ahead and pick it up and ship it from there. Or I'll just you know, call them up and say, Hey, somebody bought this. I need to get it out of here. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way to do it. And obviously your entry level cost is far less than, you know, having to buy in bulk. Oh yeah. By far. I did all the, the, the nice thing that kind of happened is, um, I've learned over the years when you build a reputation and you get to know people all over the country and they get to see you face to face and they get to attend your events, you attend their events, whatnot. Sometimes buy-in fees and certain restrictions are lifted for you. Yes. Because you've built that relationship. So there are companies where, you know, somebody else who's involved with them might have a $500 to $1,500 buy-in. When I called up, they were like, oh, hey, man, you were great, blah, blah. Don't worry about a buy-in. What do you need? Yeah. You know, and we've loved that ever since. Yeah. And we, we make sure we don't take that for granted either. We're always very thankful whenever we order something from those companies. Right. You know, sometimes they'll send us stuff for free. You know, I got... One of my recent vendors I signed up with, you know, I placed an order one day and he, the, my rep called me and said, hey, what size shirt you wear? Do you wear the same size jacket? I was like, yeah, he sent me a bunch of t-shirts and jackets with their logo and I actually came to your shop wearing one of them <laughs> the other day. I have to go back and look at our picture now. <laughs> <laughs> it was at a uh, Dio Dynamics oh, uh, yeah, yeah. shirt. Right, right. I was like, come on, man. We, you know, we know we're team Morimoto over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know i run both i love yeah, I both i'll love for both of them it's funny i got uh something from uh power sitting over here on my table i'll have to send you a picture here in a minute oh yeah yeah i was actually just talking to him uh earlier today on instagram oh really that's funny such a small world man i so love that guy yeah he's he's good people it it really is a small world when you realize even though the automotive industry in a sense is big, uh, especially and as diverse as it can be, like you're you're in a detailing space, I'm in the electrical and headlight space, Brad's an off-road, um, and we can name a list of other people who are in different spaces. It's amazing how who is friends with who, and then you find out this person knows somebody that you know, like, oh, wow, then you make this big connection, and now everybody's hanging out together, talking, whatnot, yeah. you know, like, uh, 
most people are always blown blown away and they'll tell them one of the most recognizable in the sexes on the planet is my old roommate Russell. Really? Was the uh Jade in the sex. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I've known that guy for forever, you know, and I love him to death. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy and uh, it's funny because I feel like a lot of our paths are crossing over at Overland meets now like you were talking about being older and on the off. Yeah. It's like that's where I feel like a lot of things are coming to a head right now. That off-road side is really taking over, and it's, it's so fun. Yeah. And it's like uh, I used to have this passion for putting it on car meets yeah. 24-7. I mean, at one point, we had a car meet, I want to say, six or seven days a week in different areas around Atlanta. Okay. You'd probably find me at like two or three of them. Yeah. But we were sponsoring the rest. I do all their flyers, all their advertising, everything. Now, I just want to go to Scottles and Bottles and just <laughs> meet people and hang out. That's it. <laughs> I don't want to host anything. I just want to relax, drink some beer. <laughs> I feel you, man. Because I mean, hopefully, you know, uh... <laughs> go ahead. I was say hopefully be out there this Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. When is it? No, it's uh, it's next month. I don't, they don't have a January one. So. Oh. oh, crap! Dang yeah. it! <laughs> month early. <laughs> well, but yeah, well, that's good. It gives me time to actually watch this thing. Right. <laughs> right, right. Bring it on by, man. We'll shoot it for some content. Cool. Yeah, man. Let me know. Do it. Um, Hey, I'll talk to you after the podcast. You never know. I might have to come out tomorrow. This thing is <laughs> disgusting after this trip. <laughs> yeah, I bet, man. No, but we, we can clean it up for you, man. It'll be fun. Um, well, cool, man. Well, I think uh, we kind of covered every. I mean, you know, I know there's a million other things we can cover. We can always go down to S3 hole and the Black Bear hole and, you know, everything else in between. Um, but I know you guys. Oh, yeah, we can, we can go way off the deep end that. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, man. It's like, where does this go? How long do we talk? You know, we can be in this thing four hours. <laughs> I'll tell you what we should do. We should organize one with uh, me, you, and Bubba. Yeah. And then later on, get me, you, Bubba, and uh, Wooly on one. I wouldn't be mad at it, man. Let's make it happen. Whatever we can do. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. So real quick, before we jump off here, where can everybody find you, your website, all that good stuff? Uh, websites dropgears.com. That's gears with a Z. Uh, it's currently, like I said, in limbo on a construction at the moment. But you can find me on Instagram at dropgears motorsports. Uh, also at DGM Saddlebrook, which is my personal page. Okay. Um, Lower Class Love, which is our shout out page. And Modically, which is another shout out. Actually, you know what? Scrap Modically. I don't remember if we still have that one in operation. <laughs> Uh, face uh, also a Caligna's Auto because I do sell cars uh, through my uncle's auto brokers too on the side. So I got my hands in all kinds of pots. So that's the way. That's the way. But it's all connected, right? It all it all makes sense. Oh yeah, it's definitely all connected. You know, especially whenever, uh, especially now since my uncle likes to import, I guess you could say quirky Japanese cars here and there. Yeah, that's that's becoming a bigger and bigger market. It seems like by the month. Oh, yeah, all the things you saw growing up and you didn't realize how useful it was. And now you're like, you know what? That little van seems more versatile than this other van I got. I want to get that little one, you know. So, yeah. 
100%. Well, David, thank you so much for your time, man. Everybody remember, let's grow.work, hashtag LFG fam, where success is in the details. And we'll talk to you guys next time.